This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into your holiday weekend. It is Memorial Day. It is the unofficial start of summer. The weather's going to be beautiful. We got a game six in the NBA. The Stars uh, hold off the Vegas Knights for at least another game. So we got some action to break down, lots of baseball, and a bunch of fun stuff. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. It's Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you for another Rip roaring edition as we roll into a holiday weekend, Mike. Oh, it's great to talk to you, Carm. Also, great to talk to my buddy Eric Ostrowski. I got to tell you something right now. We're feeling good about what we're going to be doing. Last week, two and three, not the greatest uh, day, but we hadn't lost in seven weeks, so yep. it's bound to happen. It is. But I took uh, the Denver Broncos. I mean, not the Denver Broncos. Forget about that. I won't take them probably once this year. The Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and it's just a fait accompli. We have two teams now jockeying back and forth to see what's going to happen. And uh, you know what? For the execution of those Mm. organizations by uh, the Denver uh, Nuggets. Because I'll tell you right now, people are not happy still about the MVP voting. And the people that aren't happy are the Denver Nuggets. The whole organization yeah, it's not happy from what I understand. So it's not just uh, other people that thought that he got slighted. But when you got that as a chip on your shoulder, and then you got your two brothers in the stands right. just berating Laker fans from Jack Nicholson to anybody else, uh, it, it doesn't look good. I mean, I think they're on a mission, period. Uh, they sure look like it. They are now a uh, minus 190 favorite to win the title. They were 18-1 to 1 to start the season. They've got all this time off. And remember, the finals don't start until next Thursday. Mm-hmm. They get to rest a little bit, uh, prepare while it, whomever it is, and I think ultimately it will be the Heat. I mean, they've got two to win one here. Mm-hmm. But uh, whomever it is, you know, they're, they're battling now, having to go to a game six in the East. I think you're right. I think they're on a mission. I think the Lakers played well, and they got swept. That'll tell you how good this Denver team is. The Lakers hey. played well. Yeah, they played well, but if you look at the stats and you look at what really happened in those games, you know, you never felt threatened, even though, I mean, they came within a shot of winning. But when LeBron was having trouble hitting from the outside, Davis, he still played well, but he's playing against an all-time great. Yes. Uh, I want to let everybody know that right now. I mean, uh, he should not sneak up on anybody next year. I I would hope not. I mean, if he does, there's a big problem, but I think there's a big problem with the way the, the bolt went anyway. Uh, it, I, I also want to credit, I, I got to get this this right out there. Last week, uh, it was great. I did the bonus pick. We had the nuggets, and, mm-hmm. you know, we had fun. And, and, and what was great is Connor McKnight. I mean, it was beautiful the way that he did it because that's, this is why he does White Sox Weekly. I made the stupid mistake of, of once hearing that, Tony Larusa and Robin Ventura were Portuguese and, Sp- and, 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 and Spanish. Well, what it was was there, as they turned out, uh, they were Metagans, sort of, you know, <laughs> half and half. And I just wiped them out from my Italian heritage. And then when Connor, when Carmen asked Connor, well, you know, Mike thinks us they're not Italian. Connor goes, well, and I'm just going to paraphrase some of it, but. 
Well, he used to work at Testiano's grocery store. He dated one of the Biaggi sister twins. Uh, he played with Mickey Morandini and Mike Piazza. That was the best. Oh, it was great. Joe DiMaggio knew his grandfather. I mean, I started to get the picture right, right. there. So that, it's one of those things where I drew a blank. I looked it up, half Italian for go. both men. I've been disowned. Yeah. But then, when I think I've lost my fastball, I heard Connor and uh, Carmen, my dear friends, balls. <laughs> get on the Lisa Salter's bandwagon one oh, more God. time. And I help. said, I'm back. It took me it. five minutes to be back. So it, 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 it was a beautiful thing the way that Connor did. I want to give him full There you credit. go. See? Yep. It all worked out in the oh, end. Oh, it worked out at the end, baby. Yeah, and I think you're right. Uh, Joker will no longer be sneaking up on anyone, Mike. Uh, I mean, he the, the, what he's doing right now, and maybe you're right, that the, they're playing with a little bit of a chip. Um, oh, I, my I think God. He, Listen, we it, don't know, Carm. We've talked about this. One of the best things that maybe happened to them was all the talk over those last three weeks or so when we knew Embiid was going to win the award. Where you know he sort of rested a little bit, uh, took it easy, didn't have to overexert himself. Was kind of like, okay, fine, no biggie. I don't think I, I don't know how much he cares or doesn't. I really don't know, but they do look like a team on a mission. I think you're right about that. I think the Murray. Joker combo that we all envisioned that was sort of like three years ago that was sort of sidetracked for a while because of Jamal but Murray's injury. Still even if look, Murray I think was now bad. though, but nobody even knew who Joker was. How were we? Nobody knew who Murray was if they didn't know who the Joker was. Well, we knew though, and we saw it in the we saw it in the COVID year. We in, you know. Then in the why bubble. didn't we think? Then why didn't most people? I, me, and you have for for three years. I'm mad we, me, you, and Luke didn't put money in two weeks ago when I, I said let's bet Denver. What are we doing? I know. I All we've three- done. Is pick them every, every single time. year I know. as MVP, and that—that's another thing. I mean, the the vote was was basically uh, uh, tainted. Number one, but I'll never vote vote on MVP type things like that. Believe me when I tell you. But my God, why didn't we see this coming? They're a machine. Yeah, they look great. I mean, just the way, the entire the team that they've put around him right now. I I just feel like Denver has done this right. He's averaging a triple double in these playoffs. He leads the freaking playoffs in assists, Mike. Yeah, he's I mean, great, he leads in assists. He's a great player. Look, at, I'm going to give everybody an example of what Carmen. I remember Carmen about three, four weeks ago bringing up Carmen's going, geez, what does this guy keep a checklist? I remember Carmen saying, hey, Leon Dreisaitl. I didn't know who the hell the guy was because I don't really follow him. But here's what I'm going to tell everybody. If the National Hockey League called me next week and said, we want you to do a game involving Leon Dreisaitl, I would know everything about him before I came on. Of course. And I, I'd say he's he's the uh, alternate to Connor McDavid. He's one of the best defensive centers in the game. He's coming to his own. You can trust him on power, power plays. and power. Never heard of the guy, but you just do your homework. Yes. That's all you got to do, gotta folks. Do. And it looks like people didn't do their homework that got top positions in all of basketball, and that's why I think Denver's taking it personally. I think the MVP that really matters to Joker now is the finals MVP. He is minus 170 to win that award. Tatum is still your second choice at plus 330. And they're minus 330 to win the whole thing, and we could have gotten them at plus money two weeks ago. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, like I said, think about it. At the start of the year, they were 18-1 to for How about if you bet the Heat? What do you think now? Because if I'm a Heat fan, I've been there with the Bulls. You're starting to be a little nervous right now? I remember when the Bulls lost the first game to the Lakers Mm. in Magic, their first championship season. You know what everybody was doing in this town? I remember. They were measuring. Yep. They they were measuring the the drop from their apartments to the ground. 
I mean, seriously. I remember. It's crazy. It was nuts. I remember. And I was a kid. Listen, I was in high school. I wasn't. And I, I was know you were, already, you were already into it all. But I remember thinking even uh, as in, I was like, oh, they do. Oh, that's it. They're, there's yeah. no way they can't beat. They can't be magic and worthy. Uh, there's just no way. Oh, they no can't. Way. They're not going to do it, you know. And, and that, then Michael went to work on them. And yeah. that, that, I mean, that whole thing was beautiful. And what I see. LeBron trying to make two shots, for instance, for the Lakers that were impossible. And, you know, people saying, well, what else is he supposed to do? Well, Anthony Davis was by the three. They go, well, why would he pass that? You must have missed when Jordan passed the current Paxson. No. You must have missed those two instances. Yeah, but I will say, and I get, and I know what you're saying. I do think LeBron's taken too much heat over the years for oh, I'm not always him heat. being a willing passer in those situations. You know, he normally was. That was great defense by Jamal Murray. Speaking well, he of Murray. can't win. Because he if LeBron doesn't pass yes. and goes to the hoop, I'm beating him up. If he does pass and they miss. But when you're passing the ball to D'Angelo Russell, <laughs> that's a problem, Carl. That, that's like, I mean, I understand. But they were both in the same area. Ve- you know? Vegas has hung, uh, hung a prop, Mike. Um, next team LeBron plays for. Lakers are the favorite at minus 700. 5-1 to one to retire. 12-1 to one oh, to go yeah, back retired. to Cleveland, 15-1 to one to go to the Warriors. I don't think he is either. I think he's playing for the Lakers next year. Don't you agree? Yeah, and I think that he's got two years left on his deal. I mean, next year is a big year for him. He's not leaving. I don't that's think That's where so. he has his base. Yeah. And that's all nonsense. That's all about him. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Ask me, you know, whatever you played in sports, if you lost at the end of the season a tough game, yeah. five minutes later, yep. I mean, come on. It's a good you're, point. You're not going to answer that question, right? He'll be back. I just didn't know that Bronny was an automatic NBA player. I don't know that he is. I don't honest. think he is, probably, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. If, but, but when your focus isn't a championship and it's about playing with your son, yeah. I mean, I ask the Griffies how that worked out. Mm. Because LeBron thinks this is the first time this ever happened. Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. played yes, they did. baseball together, so let's knock it off. Side by side. You're That's right. right. All right. When we come back, we'll talk to Luke Pergandy. We'll see what's hot at Prop Swap. We will preview game six for everybody, which is tomorrow night. We have two uh, big games in, in the conference finals and the Stanley Cup playoffs and in the NBA for everybody's Saturday night viewing pleasure on this Memorial Day weekend because, like I had mentioned, the Stars, uh, Pavelski with the game winner in overtime last night, forcing a game five back in Vegas tomorrow. So we'll spend a little time on both of those games later on we'll give you best plays uh jim miller will give us ponies for the weekend for this holiday weekend so don't go anywhere folks we're just getting warmed up it's mike and carmen we are the odds couple presented by prop swap this is the odds couple on espn chicago chicago's home for sports you're listening to the odds couple with carmen defalco and mike north on espn 1000 chicago's home for sports Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. It's Carmen. It's Mike. We're with you on this holiday weekend. Catch up on demand at any time for your weekend listening pleasure. Just make sure you have the ESPN Chicago app downloaded on your smartphone. It is that time in the show to talk to one of our favorite guests, a weekly contributor, one of the founding members of the great Prop Swap app and PropSwap.com. He joins us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. 
Luke Pergandy. <laughs> well What's up, guys? Hey, Carm. Hey, Mike. What's up, What's buddy? Up, buddy? We, uh, we're having fun going down uh, the rabbit hole of Wilt Chamberlain's oh. stats, and uh, Mike dropped a doozy on us that I didn't even so realize. So underrated. In uh, 62, <laughs> I, I can't believe I, I never knew this, but it's my favorite new stat. In 1962, when he was, let's face it, the biggest, baddest man on the planet in That's terms right. of the NBA, Wilt Chamberlain averaged 48 and a half minutes per game. And if you're like, well, were the games longer back then? No, they weren't. He just never came out and they Ever. played overtime games they, and he averaged 48 and a half minutes per game. It's absurd. And they played, they had two timeouts per half back then, not the 19 that you get for TV timeouts. I mean, then. is that the craziest right. that you've ever heard, Luke? Yeah, yeah, that, that the point five is what stands out to me. The fact that that many games went to overtime. Like, how is that happening? I don't know. Uh, and then he never came out. He never fouled out of a game. Right. I it, mean, that right. to me, no, I, it's crazy. Totally. I mean, the, the load management these days is a joke. That, that's point number one. But point number two is obviously Will Chamberlain was, was a, like a, he's a, a soldier, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. He was polarizing, though, because like a lot of the athletes then say he didn't fall out because he knew he would, like, he just would stop playing D because he, he needed to get his numbers. Uh, mm. yeah. So, like, that, like, he. Well, when you're getting with, 40 and with 25. His peers, he was hated for how <laughs> yeah. he played. I don't know. He averaged 50 and 25. He had a great lifestyle. He was single. Oh, had yes, the time he did. Of his life. But the bottom is when he averaged 50 and 25, and he broke rebounding records against Bill Russell. But there were some great centers. He played against Jabari, played against read i mean we hear about the joker will chamberlain ladies and gentlemen one year after he heard rick barry was all that carmen and i were talking about led the league in assists yeah he did he led the league wow. in assists he so had 700 assists and whatever he wanted to do folks and we're hearing about the greek freak the joker it's Jordan and Chamberlain in my world. I, I knew both guys. They respected both guys. But I had Will Chamberlain in my TV show back in the yeah. day. He told me straight out he thought he was as good as Jordan. I'm Period. sure. Chamberlain Period. owns the seven top minute per game seasons yep. in NBA history. One through off. seven uh, yeah. belong to Will That's Chamberlain. why Luke's right about this load management. Incredible. And that's why they've gone up. you got to play 65 games next year to qualify for awards. Mm. Yeah, I would, I, would, I would. Yeah, I kind of I don't mind the idea of tweaking that maybe a little bit. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, I do too. Uh, we were talking about jokers. We often do. They're now, uh, he's a, a pretty big favorite to win finals MVP. They're a pretty big favorite, obviously, to win. They get to sit and rest uh, in the East. You know, Boston, at the very least, has forced Miami to play a few more games. Who knows if this thing goes to seven, but. Uh, the Nuggets are kicking and relaxing and preparing right now. The finals are starting until next Thursday. You could have had them at 18-1 to 1 when the season started. Yeah. So it's another one of those tailor-made prop swap situations. If you did, uh, you're sitting on a ticket that is worth a considerable amount of money right now, Luke. Yeah, no, totally. We, we've sold a ton of Denver, Denver Nuggets tickets throughout the season, and obviously they're down to minus 185 now uh, to win yeah. the NBA Finals. So. Uh, how about how many times has a team that was up three two been six to one versus the Boston Celtics, which are three to one? I know it Miami, is. of course, is in control of the yeah. series three two games in Miami game six, and yet they're six to one, and the Celtics are three to one. How often yeah. does that happen? Well, never. It's a great point. Yeah, you and I and Carm could have owned a two-flat by now if we had bet Joker every year for the MVPs and for now this I, I'm going to bet them at 3.30. I'm already taking Denver. I told Carmen they have a chip, the whole organization on their shoulder. Aaron Gordon loves the Joker. A lot of people on that team love the Joker because, and they feel he was slighted, number one. 
But number two, when you look at the situation with uh, Miami, I didn't know that this all hinged on Gabe Vincent's health. This is right. where everybody's going yeah. now. This nonsense I'm hearing that a guy who averaged, who played like crap in the Philadelphia series, mm-hmm. they were lucky to get in. Now all of a sudden, these excuse makers that had Jimmy Butler at the top of the world, I'm sensing now, what do you do with the ticket if you don't have Miami, you have the team, the Boston Celtics, that I don't have trouble believing they could win two in a row, Luke. Yeah. No, I, it's it's a fair point. Um, I don't know who you trust now. Honestly, I I was trying to handicap that series last night, and it's it's a difficult thing to to figure out. I I still lean Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, certainly, again, back to the odds. Like, if I'm going to get twice my money on Miami versus three to one on the Celtics, like I'm not saying Miami's going to beat Denver, but what I am saying yeah. is, if I can get, if you're going to give me twice my money, like. That just seems odd. I, I you know, like I mentioned, yeah. like I, I can't remember a time where a team was in control of the series, never, and you're going to get twice your money on on the team that's up three two. It's it's a weird, it's a weird uh, mathematical equation to figure it, out. It's because they're sort of in this spot. They're an anomaly, guys. Look, eight seeds don't yeah. make it this far. They're only the second eight seed to ever make a conference final. Right. Uh, I believe I heard on one of the broadcasts, one of the telecasts uh, during this series, that the Miami Heat are the first team since 2000 to make a conference final with uh, that had a negative point differential during the regular season. They were outscored in the regular yeah. season. The, the team with the best point differential in the regular season, they Boston. They do have injuries. Well, and they do now. And so that's why it's so weird, Luke. You're right. It, it is, it's crazy to see. But you're exactly right. The Heat, you're looking at 6-1 Boston. I even see it plus 275 for crying out loud to win yeah. the title. And they're the team that is at the, 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 the complete mathematical disadvantage because Miami's got two to win one. It's it's pretty wild. Does anybody yeah. have, yeah. Luke, does anybody have one of these big parlay tickets that's like waiting on Denver? Do you get, I mean, you guys oh. come across these so often. We talked about that guy who had the Lakers. He didn't want to sell it. That came back to bite him. Does anybody the have? I'm, I'm sorry, the Warriors. Excuse yeah. me. He had Warriors the Warriors. Too, yeah. uh, he wouldn't. He he didn't want to sell. Does anybody have one of these big like four, five, six team parlays where they're in great shape and they're waiting on Denver right now? So we have a couple. I would say there's one where a guy had the Chiefs and UConn that, of course, both won. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. UConn to win the national championship in college basketball. And now he needs the Nuggets. Mm. Like a 500 hour bet that would pay ten thousand. Okay. So that's a nice one. But I would say that the Miami uh, parlays with the Florida Panthers, who, of course, punched uh, their ticket last night sweep, uh, sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes, wow. it was like a, a cross-sport mob, Florida parlay. So we've seen one where it's uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Of course, they still have a long way to go. But then Panthers and Heat mm. to win their respective championships. Those are interesting. Um, you know, Florida's in. Florida Panthers are in. So now they need Miami to win one of two and they can sell that for a pretty penny. They Miami was three to one. Of course, they're now uh, they've dropped two in a row. Now they're now six to one, like I mentioned. So yeah. that tickets go in the wrong way. Um, but yeah, we've we've seen a lot of cross sport uh, Florida like championship parlays. Panthers are a good story. They were, you know, President's yep. Cup last year. They got bounced because that's that's all that happens. I mean, it seems like the President's, you know, we talked about it when Boston got well, out. They it's came been, from behind against Boston, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yes, they were down in that first series to Boston in yeah, Florida. 3-1 uh, yeah. or something? Yep. And, uh, yeah, they were down 3-1. Yeah. to one. That's yep. exactly right, Mike. Yes. Uh, and, they call me Mr. Hockey. Yeah, that's excellent. Well done. They, 
They got bounced early last year after winning the President's Trophy, and now they're yep. in the final. I mean, Kachuk has played great. Bobrovsky's he's capable of doing this, obviously. He's been a great goaltender in the past. He's won two Vezinas. He's standing on his head. So, yeah, they're a good story right now. All right, Luke, have yep. a uh, wonderful holiday weekend. We appreciate the updates as always. We'll catch up next Friday. Thank you, guys. Enjoy the long weekend. Say, buddy. Look, I don't know who Probowski is. Bobrovsky, baby. You know how it go- and you know how this goes, Mike. I'm gonna do my Lisa. Never heard Never of him. Never heard of him. He's only won two Vesnas. <laughs> you know how this goes. You know when a goalie that's Oh my kicked, God, like, it's the worst. When a goalie's and who's as decorated as he's been, I don't care what the season was like, what last season was like. Like, he's in the zone right now, and those guys can carry you in the Stanley Cup Well, playoffs. you know what? We should have beat Montreal in 71-72 for folks that can remember that far back or look it up in Wikipedia. We had Tony Esposito. He broke the shutout record his first for a rookie. Mm. I think he had 15 his first year. We yeah, lost in right. seven games, and we got our – I mean, it was a devastating loss. I put that up there with the DePaul losses mm. with Mark Aguirre. I put that up there with, you know, a couple bear losses and stuff like that. I mean – that was absolutely brutal, but Carmen's right. You get a great goaltender. I remember Montreal having Ken Dryden. Ken Dryden. He was the first big goalie, yep. and you couldn't get nothing by him. Yep. So, hey, they can make the difference, period. They really can. All right, yep. when we come back, let's uh, preview game six. Like I said, we've got two uh, interesting games for everybody on I Saturday night. I love two night. interesting games. Right? You got yep. a game back in Vegas as the Stars won an overtime last night yep. to extend that series and the Celtics got the job done wow. in game five so we got a game six to preview we're going to do that coming up we got a little baseball to sprinkle in our best plays for the holiday weekend and Jim Miller will have ponies so we still got a lot to discuss don't go anywhere folks we're coming right back we are the odds couple presented by PropSwap this is the odds couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco the Odds Couple on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Rolling along inside the Odds Couple holiday edition, getting ready for Memorial Day weekend. Yep. Carmen DeFalco, Mike North every week with you. Catch up on demand on the app, the ESPN, uh, ESPN Chicago app. And then Saturday afternoon, if you're driving around after the White Woo! Sox, you'll get the encore replay. A little afternoon listening. Oh, right? listen, there's nothing better. I mean, right, right before you go out to dinner, the odds couple, and and we'll give you something to to put down, some something good team to put down. You're going to end up winning. Absolutely. Yep. All right. So game six Saturday night down in South Beach, Celtics again. Has this been the case for most of the games in this series? The only game in which they were an underdog was mm-hmm. game four. They won outright. The Celtics are a two-and-a-half-point favorite going on the road in Miami. Uh, as we record the show on Friday morning, total sitting right around 211. Miami, we've discussed this, one of the worst home covers in the NBA all season long. Just 20, 28, and 2 against the number, including the postseason. Hasn't been very pretty. Uh, this, to me, has been a, a, a kind of a tough series to handicap. I mean, I, I, I didn't bet last night's game. I said if you made me pick, I'd probably take the heat with the points, but the Celtics took, were able to get the cover? Yeah, I took Boston. Good job. I, yeah, I got lucky. They've been a weird it, team at home. I didn't know what to right. expect, but they right. played great last well, night. Well, I kept hearing people saying that's too rich a number for me, and once I heard that, I mm. said, okay, that's the final decision for me. I, I like the Celtics. They got off to a quick start. Yes. And I will say, and the quick start ends up hurting you folks, and I will say that I think that Tatum, who I loved coming out of the draft uh, back, that, back in the day, I 
think he got tired of hearing Jimmy Butler's the best player in the series. Jimmy Butler's this, Jimmy Butler's that, and I seen him kick it up. It's amazing how people were taking shots at the coach. And Carmen and I, if you listened to the odds couple last weekend, why wouldn't you? Numerous times if you can over the weekend because there's nothing worth a damn on Sunday TV, in other words. But Joe Mazzula has done a pretty good job after taking over in what a bad situation was caused by the previous coach. Bottom line is, when Brown and Tatum play bad, it's not the coach's fault. And when they play great like they did last night and the wet night before, uh, game before, it's not his credit. But you know what? I'm going to give him full credit for because he was taking the blame mainly. People were firing him already when they were down 3 nothing. Carm. Yeah, I know. And uh, I, who knows how this series ends and what happens but for him. But you can't I, fire him now, man. Not right now. Well, no, I need, but you're right. The circumstances were tough for Joe Mazzula. I, I don't Absolutely. think... I'll bet you Brad Stevens would, would tell you. I mean, I think he, he genuinely believes that Mazzula's got a future in this league, but I bet you Brad Stevens would tell you he wasn't ready to be a head coach. They lost their top assistant who got the Utah job. They had to fire Ime Adoka. It it was a tough circumstance. So it's unfair for me to bring up what he did as a coach, Brad Stevens. As a coach. As a did, coach? Yeah. Did they win a championship under Brad Stevens? No. Though, right? Mm-mm. Okay. So he gets this guy, and he hires a guy that ends up be misbehaving. Right. And he pull, wow. throws this guy into the yeah. fire. Right. And if they win this thing, mm-hmm. let's say they beat Miami and become the first team, I think it was 0-149 or some outrageous thing when the team's 0-3. Oh, yeah, let's nobody's they, ever done it. Yeah. Let's say he wins it. Yeah. Uh, he's back. I mean, I think you have to bring him back. And I think the players would be the first to say they were the ones that caused the losses. Maybe some of his strategy was flawed, but I see that with – with all the top coaches now. It's weird. That game three potentially could, even though it was a road game for right. Boston, it could come back Huge. to haunt them because they just they seem to quit. And now God, they look like a- anything but a team that's ready to quit. I mean, these last two. You you talked about it. They, they The way they started last night, yeah. they came out with a purpose. First of all, that crowd was awesome. They looked like awesome. Denver did against the Lakers the first couple games. They, they totally came out with you a know? purpose, Mike. You're right. Yeah. I thought Tatum was great setting the tone in that first half. They hit some Brown open threes. better. Yep. That crowd was awesome. And let's face it, the difference for this Celtics team normally is the three-point shooting. They shoot a lot of threes. The last two games, they've averaged 42 three-point attempts. They've connected at a 40% clip. In the first three games, they shot 29%. And in that game three, again, it just looked like they quit. But when they're firing on all cylinders, they're they're the better team, I think, top yeah. to bottom. They just put themselves in a difficult spot going down 0-3. And they spread the floor out, too, because Horford will t- take you to the corner. Yeah. He can shoot the three from the corner. They open up the floor a little bit for themselves. And, you know, Abadayo's doing okay, but I don't – it's really Jimmy. I, I, nobody was saying that before, but Tyler Hero is a guy they miss. Now well, they miss sure. him because he stretches the floor out yes. and gives you more stuff. Jimmy's mid-range jumpers are a little bit tougher now, getting blocked in the space because you don't have the three-point option from other players. That yeah. hurt. Well, we'll see here. Do you have? A, I, God, I don't have a play on this game. I sounded game. like Wooden there, didn't I? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a play on this game. I think it's been a tough series to handicap. No. I really haven't dabbled too much in this no. series. I, I, you know. I think the Heat, again, with 2-1, to win one, still win this series, but tomorrow should be fun if they could force a game 7. It'll be great. The, I got to pick on the next series. On oh. the next series. Okay. All right. Nothing no really. No matter who is playing against Denver. Nothing really for us. Maybe, no. if anything, if you want, if uh, I'd give a slight lean maybe to the under on this, especially if it goes up to 212. 
Uh, maybe I slightly on this. the under, but I that's think about Boston's going to win the game. Okay. All right. I think Boston's going to win the game. I think everybody got full of themselves from the media to the players. As Spolstra was uh, uh, moving Naismith over, get move over, I'm taking over, Damn. you know, stuff like that. So this is, hey, who's got the heat on them now? Speaking of heat. Right. It's the home team here that's played not very well. Jimmy Butler with 14 points. You could blame everybody else. He had 14 points. That's not acceptable. He didn't have he, really. I think he took 10 shots last night. Yeah, you can't do that. So we'll see if Mike's right. We get a game seven then, I believe, on Monday night on the holiday. Well, this was the mistaken. LeBron rule. They were going to give everybody eight weeks off. I mean, I see on Direct TV right now. Carb, last night it said uh, Lakers versus Nuggets. It said it didn't even say if necessary. Mm. Uh, they took it for granted right. there was going to be another game. Yeah. Funny. Well, and then uh, last night, uh, we also mentioned that the Stars extended the series. They were down in the 3 hole. They did force a game yep. five. That one's tomorrow night back in Vegas. Uh, Something tells me Vegas gets it done at home. They really yep. feed off that crowd, and Vegas has just played so well. They're a minus 140. But how are they? I guess night. the games are going to be on at the same time. I, I think they're same time, yeah. How do you do that? Two TVs. You got the setup for it. Don't worry. Yeah, Have them both on. Hey, yeah, but if you're the NHL, don't you play a little earlier or maybe a little later? Or maybe a little late? I don't know. You know, I don't know. In, it's a tough spot for them Man, to be in. It's tough. a tough spot. I know. Tough. All right, MLB tonight. The White Sox will try to bounce back in Detroit. Lance Lynn's been pretty good his last couple of times out. He faces Joey Wentz tonight, who's had his brains beat in his last couple of times out. Lynn, uh, like I said, just three earned runs over his last 13 innings. Four career starts in Comerica, a 491 earned run average. The White Sox are a $1.50 favorite, though, tonight to bounce back. You know, back and my beat the fifth greatest fa- favorite show is on radio all time. Well, fifth greatest. Fifth greatest. I don't know. Carmen and Yurko. The first four had me involved. Okay. So, so listen. That's great. I'm listening to you guys last week. And I, I, I heard you. I saw the thing on Twitter, too. Okay. Love the show. Okay. And I, you know, you guys were talking about who started the, the the selling in May. Who did that? Who started that? Was it a writer getting the cue from White Sox management? Mm. You know, start sell- Nobody should sell in May. The White Sox still got a puncher's chance here. And the worst yeah. thing you could do is do something like that, like the white flag trade when we were only a few games back, back in 93. They never, the Sox fans have never forgot that. This was a rebuild that was tried to be sold on. Yeah, uh, me, which I didn't buy, and others which did, and all of a sudden you're going to sell in May. I, I I found that unacceptable. Now that was that written about? I didn't. I, I well, I think it just it's come up. It's, I think in May maybe Passon talked about it too oh, late. Not, I think just sort of more. Jeff, come on. I think, but he was talking about more what's going to happen as we get closer to the deadline. What happens like, if they get on a roll? What happens if the Nationals would have done that when they got off? Sure. The and you and Yurko even said, "See, I listen, folks. The division sucks. It stinks. I, I listen. We could still do it. I'm not saying it's impossible. They've been playing better ball. And I heard you guys. I listen, folks. To you said they won three straight series. You're right. I don't care who they want to get. That's improvement. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, you wa- got to let it go. Carl, y- yeah, you kind of have to play oh my because God. because like you said, they we heard four years of this. Give they, them another right. year. They were supposed to be in this championship window. So Come yeah, on. I think you're right. And it, they're not that good. The other teams and either the White Sox could turn it around, but we need some pitchers. Our our relief has to come around, and we need to keep hitting. I mean, I saw Vaughn hit one yesterday. It was bobbled by the third baseman. He bobbled again, picked it up, threw off balance, and he's still out. 
you know? Well, they've got the same type of guy pretty much up and down their lineup with yeah. few exceptions. Yeah, you've got a couple guys that can run. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. You're you right. Got, Good uh, point. Yeah. Good point, well, I, you know, they're they're 10 games below 500. Maybe but late June, trade deadline. I get it. Well, that's, yeah. I think it was more speculative as to, like, wow. you know, maybe where it's headed. Um, Dodgers raised this weekend as an interesting Ooh. series, right? Down in Tampa, Dodgers are three and four on their road trip through the Midwest oh, yeah. and the East Coast. Jalen Beeks will serve as the opener. The Tampa Bay Rays are amazing. They have everybody, their entire pitching staff, other than um, McClanahan right now, appears to be hurt. They go openers all the time, and they just and keep winning. Their bullpen is shaky a little bit. Well, they've got all these injuries, and they're right. still twenty four and five at home. I, I, I look. I love Tampa Bay. I didn't bet them this year for the over. I got Texas, which I'm happy about. Well, My great. wife takes the Cubs every year, so we're probably going to push. No doubt the Cubs right now are disappointing me. I'm on and off about Ross. I don't understand some of the pitching things he does late in games. But that being said, who knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers and the Rays. It's a great the, series for the weekend. I watched them yesterday, the Rays. I, I Day baseball, it's our savior for our shut-ins out there. And you get to watch them. I, they got to be the favorite. I'm, I don't even know if they're the favorite to win the World Series. How do you not make them that? I haven't How do you not make them? Yeah, I mean, at this point, that's I don't a know. tough division. It's brutal. I mean, and, it's, they're, and they're running away. It's brutally tough. And they're all, you know, they're all the same type of players in a good way. What a great! You story. talked about the White Sox being the same players in a bad, bad way. The heavy-footed Grandel, the yeah. Bonds, the Eloys who get hurt, the Mancadas. In a good way, you got Tampa. Every hitter. Seems They're like there's awesome. a system. They yeah. just uh, they don't take bad pitches. They don't swing at lousy pitches. Their pitching staff does just enough, and their manager is very good. They're a marvel as an organization. Yeah, they uh, are. Atlanta's the favorite, plus four twenty-five. The Dodgers are five to one. How the about Ra- that? Rays are six and a half to one. Yep. Oh man, I see. This is another one. It would be hard for me to lay off. How many times have the Rays even lost two in a row this year? It's Come a, on, they're twenty-four and five. How many times has Oakland won two in a row? Oh, bet they're they're a whole, they're on the other. You know, side they of the should, there's not a, a damn player. I've watched them. I've bet them. Terrible. I, I get a run and a half. They lose by ten. They've got ten wins, right? They Mike? got maybe. Five players that might be major leaguers. They're terrible. Come I mean, on. they've got 10 wins. Come on, it's Memorial They're Day. End up with, what are they going to end up with, 40? Yes, they got oh, 10 that's wins. That's horrible, man. All right, coming up next, Jim Miller's got ponies, and then we'll give yep. you best plays rolling into the weekend, everybody. We're coming right back. It's Mike and Carmen. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. On ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike and Carmen with you, and it's time to talk to one of our favorite guests to educate us on the ponies a little bit and try to make some money for us on this holiday weekend. The expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim, and he joins us now on the Car X Tire and Auto guest hotline. Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, I'll tell you, Carmen was living the life this uh-huh. week. I saw you out at Churchill Downs. You were wow. in Louisville. You were all over it in horse wow. country, my friend. Horse country uh, is beautiful. It is spectacular. That's the the fun part about going down there and then going east towards Lexington. And if you go to a place like Woodford Reserve where we were, the minute you get off the highway, you are in – all of a sudden it's just like you're in some sort of green, mm-hmm. gorgeous, hilly – tree-lined paradise and there are horses running around in these famous horse farms and their little foals are running with them and 
There are fences, uh, little wood fences for miles and miles as far as the eye could see. I mean, it is just, it's so picturesque. It is so beautiful. Um, and I know you've been down there. Uh, when you're yep. around Lexington, Jimmy, when you're near Keeneland, when you're by some of those distilleries like um, Woodford or Castle and Key, it's just, it's beautiful country. It really is. It is, and it is. It's all about horses. It's all about horse racing there. Like you mentioned, you have Churchill Downs there. You have Keeneland there. You'd be surprised. A lot of those horses that you were probably going by that were out in the pasture are probably million-dollar race horses. Yeah. just getting turned out, getting a little bit of time off. But it's not like they're in a little pen. They're in a huge, massive field. The care that's given to these horses is insane, and that's one of the really cool things about it. But that part of the country, just absolutely gorgeous, especially just, at this time of year. Just gorgeous. You guys are running for the holiday weekend, right, Jimmy? Yep, yeah, we're racing on Sunday, and then we're adding Wednesday and Thursday racing and starting next week. So we moved to our three-day-a-week schedule, and that's going to go all the way till the end of the meet. So additional racing opportunities. The racing's been really good now that we're back on the turf course. Betting has been solid, too, so it's nice to add that extra day of racing in as well. You know, Jimmy, I bet the Preakness, I forgot who I bet on. He finished like sixth or something, but I didn't <laughs> watch any of the pre pre-show stuff i just waited i timed it right i was watching baseball to me uh you know what this was the people trying to sell this race you couldn't even sell it last week it was like the guy that owns the used car lot with seven cars and he says he has a vast array of automobiles he didn't and so how hard do you think they got hit do you think the ratings? i didn't see the ratings did they do okay Mm. or did they take a dump they did okay, and okay is the best way to say it, because you're right, Mike, it wasn't a great race. I mean, no. when 17 of the 18 horses from the Derby don't come back, and then the horse who was going to be the second choice in the race scratches the day before, it really wasn't a great race. I think what you're going to see now, though, I think the Belmont coming up in a couple of weeks mm-hmm. is actually going to be a really good race, mm-hmm. because you're not going to have all these horses that tried to bounce back from the Derby into the Preakness. Some of those horses may have skipped the Preakness to run in the Belmont, then you get some new shooters, and it's that mile and a half distance. So although we're not going to have a horse going for the Triple Crown, I think it's going to be a really intriguing race in a couple weeks. So Bob Baffert's not allowed to run at Churchill. This but guy shows right. up everywhere. He's like a scab. I mean, it's like a scab on your face. You can't get rid of it. It looks bad, doesn't it? He, he had a horse die a couple races before, it too. Is that bad. right, Jimmy? They had to put a horse down? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. And that was something that we talked about. It. That's the thing that hasn't been good for the industry because mm. – you see that, and it comes to the limelight. Yeah. And what you don't see is all the things that we've talked about with the care for the horses prior to races, the fact that there's vets there every day, blacksmiths every day, the care that happens. But still, regardless, you can't overlook what you've seen on the racetrack recently, and definitely things need to be looked into, and uh, hopefully they can get it solved. Um, all right. One, I will say one last thing before Jimmy's best plays. Uh, going to Churchill, and uh, they have a really cool video that you can watch. It's about a 10, 12, maybe 15-minute video. Um, and one thing I learned, and these animals are amazing. I mean, you're talking about, a, what, a 2,000-pound roughly thoroughbred, yeah. Jimmy, right? You're talking about a 2,000-pound animal. Uh, horse, uh, thoroughbred horses go from zero to 40 miles per hour in three strides. Nice. I mean, it's incredible. They really are amazing animals. Well, and think about this. And on their back is a 110-pound man who's balancing himself on two pieces of two-inch thick metal. It's just crazy. Sounds like me and my party right. days. <laughs> <laughs> Your balance was good, I'm sure, Mike. Uh, when you were younger, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, so where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? Hey, because you were just there, one is going to be at Churchill Downs, so we're going to start at Churchill. Race number 10, we're betting the five. Miss Yearwood across the board, 6-1 to one in the morning line. 
The horse is one at a mile and a half, and that's the distance of this race. And then we're going to the West Coast, Santa Anita, race seven. Bet the seven, burning turf across the board, a horse that loves that course. And race eight, bet the seven, CZ Rocket across the board. This is a nine-year-old horse, guys, that's earned over $2 million on Ooh. his career. Wow. All right, so uh, three races for Saturday. First, Churchill Downs, race 10, the five-horse across the board, and then out to Santa Anita, race seven. The seven-horse across the board, race eight, again, the seven-horse across the board. Is that right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. Get ready for the Belmont. Have a great holiday weekend, and we'll talk to you next Friday, Jim. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! This is our guy, Jim Miller from Hawthorne. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. All right, Mikey, what do we got? Best plays for the weekend. Oh, baby. You know we're, we're ready. We're hungry. We had a losing week for the first time in seven weeks. We're hungrier than hungry, okay? Denver Nuggets for the, to win the whole championship. Okay, I'm going to give it out now. Get them while you can at minus 330. You know what? I will tell you this. I'll bet what's appropriate for me. I'm going to win 300 bucks on this. Beautiful. Uh, it doesn't matter. That means I'll put up over a, a dime. Yep. I don't lie to nobody. So that's my first pick. All right, there we go. Denver to win it all. Yeah. I got a baseball game for tonight. I love baseball games. A late West Coast game, Mikey. So let's do this. You know, uh, we got a, a tough little scheduling spot here for the Marlins. Now, I had a similar type play last week that didn't cash for us, but I'm going to try again the Angels are at home playing the Marlins. Angels are playing well here. They're 5-1 and one on the current homestand. They've won 7 of 10 overall. The Marlins played in San Francisco last weekend. Then they played a four-game series Monday through yesterday in Denver. Now they're back out on the West Coast in Orange County before they go back home. Dueling lefties in this game, Reed Detmers against Jesus Lazardo. But Detmers' uh, split OPS at home has been a little bit better on the road. And the Angels just kind of handle left-handed pitching a little bit better. So I'm going to lay 150 on the Angels tonight to win on the money line against the Marlins. All right, that's beautiful. I got two picks here. Okay, it's Liv Goff, L-I-V. Ooh, all right. Okay, I've been hearing a lot about Brooks Kepka. He's been partying for five days. <laughs> he has He's been. exhausted. He's uh, been getting drunk. He's probably, who knows, taking private jets, going from place to place. No doubt about it. But he's not playing the game of football or basketball. That being said, Camp Smith is minus 127 versus Kepka in a matchup. Mm. Uh, I heard Paul Stone, uh, a very fine handicapper, bring this up today, that uh, he's going to take Camp Smith. Uh, at minus 127, I agree with them. Sometimes you listen to other handicappers. Sure. Now, my second one, though, I disagree with. He's taken Dustin Johnson also in a matchup at Livgoff, minus 106 against Kepka. One issue with that. I'm going to go the other way. These guys might play bad, too, okay? And Kepka was with DJ in a couple of those games. So he was partying, too, and mm. DJ's known to have partied. And these are guys that are both comfortable. I like Kepka to beat DJ at uh, plus 100, okay. but to lose to Cam Smith. All right, so uh, Cam Smith minus the 127, but Kepka yep. over DJ exactly. at even That's money at plus 100. Sounds good. I'll give one more. Let's go. I uh, love one more. Let's do a play in the hockey game okay. for Saturday night. Let's play oh. under five and a half. Uh, total has been five and a half in every game of the yep. series. The last three have all Crazy. gone under. Uh, goaltending's been pretty good. I think Vegas plays a tight checking game, tries to get out of there with a win tomorrow night in advance of the final. Um, so I think it'll be a tight, and we'll say under five in game number five back in Vegas tomorrow. Oh, that's so there beautiful. we go. We're on. We're on tomorrow afternoon. All these plays are pertinent to listen both days, Friday and Saturday. Thank you to Eric Ostrowski for producing, and thanks to Jim Miller. And Luke Pergandy, as always. And thank you, most importantly, for listening, everybody. Have a safe weekend. Uh, have a very 
uh, joyous and, and celebratory yep. Memorial Day weekend. Remember all of our great veterans, all the people that have paid the ultimate price for all the freedoms that we do have. So celebrate in style this weekend. Mikey, we will uh, catch up again next Friday afternoon. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.